And then once you make it to that first company, right, you got to reach back and you got to help somebody else, help another veteran. Or if you're not a veteran, whatever, maybe you have some other affinity or diversity group that you're passionate about and help somebody from that group get into that industry and get into that company. All right. We are recording. Today I have Nolan Melson. He is a senior consultant at Capgemini. He works with their veterans resource group to help veterans who are transitioning to new careers. Nolan's done this with veterans that are coming out with, in some cases, almost no marketable skills. They have to relearn what they're going to be doing on their job and he's placing them in jobs they love. So I have Nolan on today to help me, you know, give you guys some information about what you can do if you're transitioning or what you can do if you're just thinking about switching jobs. So Nolan, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, if you're cool with it, I'm just going to go right into the questions. That's fine. Go ahead. Cool. So I know you've been doing some real interesting stuff. You just spoke on a board panel. So what is most interesting thing you're working on right now and then can you talk about that a little bit yeah um well most recently just last month um i spoke on a panel at south by southwest um along with two other um members board members from maravis foundation um and i'm on the board of directors of maravis foundation as well we also had ann weeby from salesforce from salesforce's vet force mm-hmm. that was on that panel um and that was an amazing p- panel that we had. We had a great turnout. Um, It was our first time speaking at South by Southwest. And the topic of that panel was transitioning veterans from the battlefield to tech careers. Um, And then we also attended a lot of veteran networking events during South by Southwest and got to meet some um, really amazing people from veterans groups at Comcast, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, a number of other companies as well. Um, And then last week, I spoke on a panel that was um, talking about the power of employee resource groups Mm -hmm. at various companies. And um, I really focused on our veterans employee resource group um, that I'm one of the North America co-leads for at Capgemini. And I talked about the importance of recruiting, retention, leadership development of veterans once you get them into your company. Um, And also ensuring that you have a very strong veterans employee resource group at your company. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. IT consulting, which is my industry, um, you know, manufacturing, retail, whatever. As long as your company has a good veterans resource group there Mm -hmm. to to provide kind of just a a really nice environment for new veterans when they're joining your your organization to just feel comfortable in and to develop their careers in. um, That's really what matters most. So that was just this past week. Um, and also moderated the veteran round table as well with four other amazing veterans. One of, uh, the ladies, she had 33 years in the air force. Oh, wow. Um, she was the highest ranking That's Latina, okay. yeah, the highest ranking Latina. She was a Colonel when she got out the highest ranking Latina in the air force at the time when she retired in, in 2010. Yeah. Um, we had an, another guy, uh, Dylan Raymond who had 25 years in, in the army, uh, and is now running operations for, uh, veterans recruiting at shell. Um, and a number of other really impressive people. Um, so this is a space that I'm very passionate about. I I like to, um, help fellow veterans, not only with the transition, but with really providing them with, with a career. Cause there's a difference between a job and a career. Um, and I still remember the first veteran that I ever got hired at cap Gemini. Um, and just how rewarding that was when we were able to take him before he was, uh, train wreck gold's gym making like 20 K a year. Yeah. Um, we put him through the Maravis foundation, Salesforce administration training. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maravis, they focus on training veterans in Salesforce, helping them find careers in Salesforce. So we put Ken 
through the first cohort of Salesforce training. He did amazing. He's, he's, he's a Marine Corps veteran. He got the first certification. They got like two more. Got him hired at Capgemini. Um, did amazing at Capgemini for a year and a half. And now he's making really, really amazing money um, at a private boutique consulting firm. But it felt so amazing to take him from Gold's Gym to full-time Salesforce salary consultant yeah. um, in the span of, of a couple months. Um, so that's the kind of impact that we're having both yeah. at Maribus Foundation and at the Capgemini Veterans Employee Resource Group. Um, right now, the big focus is um, getting ready for National Military Appreciation Month, mm-hmm. which is next month, uh, May, um, and also Memorial Day is in May. So at the Capgemini Verge Veterans Employee Resource Group, we're going to have um, volunteer initiatives all across the country in our various turfs where our Verge members will be going to local VA hospitals um, and we'll be meeting with some of the sick and elderly vets, handing out care packages, um, sharing our you know veteran stories with them. Just last year, we were at the Temple VA and uh, we got to meet with the World War II veteran. Uh, oh, who wow. Yeah, it had been a while since, since he had had a visitor, so we got to mm-hmm. talk with him and that was uh, an amazing, amazing experience. Um, so we'll be doing that all across the country and we'll also be assisting uh, veterans with their resume reviews, mock interviews, and some of the professional development mm-hmm. um, services that we do at the Veterans Employee Resource Group at Capgemini mm-hmm. um, and at Maribus Foundation. And yeah. one more thing, Maribus Foundation recently just kicked off their fifth cohort of Salesforce admin training. Mm-hmm. So right now we have uh, a mixture of 17 um, veterans and spouses mm-hmm. that are going through this Salesforce certification training. Mm-hmm. The first three weeks are virtual. Um, the fourth week is in Austin at National Instruments where they get a, a really intense kind of Salesforce boot, cr- boot camp that's taught by a certified Salesforce trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fifth week is virtual and then they're ready to take their exams and hopefully get certified and hopefully find a full-time career um, in Salesforce. Yeah. So that's, that's what we got going on right now. A whole lot of stuff, but yeah. um, definitely trying to make an impact. Yeah. Wow. So that's, I took away two things from that. Uh, the first one was that you're an extremely, extremely busy guy. Yeah. Um, it was that all for with your work with Capgemini or is most of that separate? Uh, it's both. And on top of all that, I also have a day job with Capgemini as, as IT. <laughs> also, as a, yeah. As a business analyst yeah. uh, on a billable project. So mm-hmm. like 40, 40 to 50 hours a week. Mm. Um, but it's important when you're doing this kind of additional work, that you're somebody who's extremely self-motivated to help fellow veterans mm-hmm. um, because you have to make the time to do this. Capgemini pays me to be an IT consultant. They don't pay me to, oh, to be know. a national co-lead for our Veterans Employee Resource Group. Mm-hmm. Um, they do value the community work that we do at The Verge, um, and they really they care about it, but my number one priority is is doing my job. Kind of like when you're when you're at the academy, right? Like you have to get good grades. You can do all the cool stuff you know, in, in your company and be yeah. in this club and the CIC of that club. But if you're getting crappy grades and your military grade is really sucking, then you know you're you're gonna get kicked out. So yeah, I really try to balance both things, and yeah. as you go along, you you figure out how to do it. Yeah. And for for everyone that doesn't know, he was talking about being a cadet at the military academy where uh, Nolan graduated. He graduated from there in 2012, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So the other thing before we move on to any other details about what you said is it seems like the the big pieces of getting veterans ready for employment, you know, which also applies to people who are non-veterans. Tell me if this is correct is, you know, resume building, 
interview training and then specific job skill training. Like those stood out to me. Uh, what, what, what are the other big pieces for anyone transitioning? Yeah. So it's, it's really crucial that for a service member who is transitioning, that they start as soon, start as early as possible. If you can go like a year out, two years out, just starting to do research into various industries. And once you've kind of figured out an industry, so you might decide, okay, I want to do consulting. All right, well, what kind of consulting do you want to do? Mm -hmm. So in order to decide that right now, we have a great resource that's LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, send somebody a message and be like, okay, this guy, we went to the same college. He works at this company or he's in this industry. I'm going to shoot him a message and see if we'll hop on a 20 minute call Mm -hmm. and he can just share, you know, what's it like working at that company in that industry day to day. Um, so once you've narrowed down an industry and you can go down into a specialization within the industry, so let's say you say, okay, I want to get into it consulting. Yeah. Um, then you can target veterans who work at those various companies within in the it consulting field. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of figure out, okay, I really want to work at, let's say Deloitte, right? Um, so Deloitte, they have their Deloitte core, like leadership um, weekend training program mm-hmm. um, that's open to service members where I think it's like three days you go there and, and they have a great kind of seminar put together for veterans who are transitioning. Um, so it's important that you you find opportunities like that and programs like that. Accenture has another great transition program as well. Um, and you start doing those programs as early as possible. I believe it's like within the one year mark mm-hmm. of your ETS and you can start doing those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you should also identify organizations, nonprofits, that will help you with your training in that industry. Mm-hmm. So as I said, Maravis Foundation is a partner nonprofit of VetForce. And VetForce is Salesforce's veterans um, organization, if you will, with the, the intention of training 35,000 veterans and military spouses in Salesforce mm-hmm. um, and helping them find careers in Salesforce. So we as a nonprofit, we help make that objective achievable. Yeah. Um, so you as a veteran who's about to, to get out and let's say you want to work in IT, maybe you want to get into Salesforce, you got to find an organization like Marivis or go directly to VetForce. Um, there's some other ones out there, Vets in Tech, and go through their training. They have cohorts throughout the year, go through the training, get the first certification, um, put yourself into that ecosystem of that um, platform, whether it's Salesforce or SAP, right? If you're, if you want to get into SAP, there's St. Michael's Learning Academy, right? In Colleen, right by Fort Hood. Um, There's a number of other organizations that will train you in that particular platform. Um, There's TechQuald that trains veterans in software sales, which is great. Uh, there's also veterati um, for for mentorship. Um, they're doing amazing things. So you got to really identify different organizations and companies that are already tra- doing the training and doing the mentorship, and put yourself out there um, so that you can be as prepared as possible. Because you might you might get an offer, and and you still you're not going to ETS for six more months, but you already yeah. got an offer, and they're going to work with you. Yeah. Um, so you got to hustle just going through ACAP or transition assistance program is, is not enough. I know for me and maybe for you as well. Um, I thought the, the ACAP program when I went through just, it was more like checking the block. It didn't prepare you. Um, and so as a veteran who wants to, to find that rewarding career and that best offer mm-hmm. where you're going to be, be happy and have a, a high quality of life, you got to put in a lot of the work, but thankfully nowadays there's so many companies and organizations that are doing the training and a lot of, companies they have veterans employee resource groups that you can reach out to 
um, business ready, business readiness groups that can help you as well. So it's, it's, it's not just networking that you have to do. Um, cause I think that's a very superficial term. Yeah. You really have to, to connect, right? You got to yeah. connect with like two to three people, two to three veterans, um, at that company or in that industry who will, mm-hmm. um, assist you and help mentor you through the process because they have done it before and they know what it's like. Yeah. To, I mean, I remember when I was in, I was in Colleen, um, when I was transitioning out, um, in Fort hood and I would just try to send out like 10 resumes a day applying online to different companies. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and never heard anything back. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is going to be the one I'm, <laughs> I did set goals. I was like, okay, yeah. 10 today, 15 tomorrow, five, to, boom, five Wednesday. And you never hear anything back. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you have to reach out to folks, veterans at that company and, and start with, Hey, I just want to have a conversation and learn what it's like mm-hmm. working at, you know, Accenture in their SAP practice, right? Mm-hmm. Have that conversation, build that relationship. And most likely that veteran will say, well, you know, a couple positions are opening up. Would you be interested? I'll be happy to refer you internally. Yeah. And we're, when you're referred by an employee who works at that company internally, your chances of actually getting your resume seen in front of a recruiter increase like tenfold. Yeah. You're not um, coming in cold. Just like, yeah, you're not coming just some, some guy on the street. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really important as yeah. well. No. Yeah. That's, that's good, man. When you said, when you said get in the ecosystem, that was, man, that's so true because regardless of if you're, you're a veteran trying to do an IT consulting, you're working at, you know, Walgreens and you want to get into software engineering, like getting in the ecosystem. Can you talk about the different aspects of getting what you mean by that? Like how someone, when they want to switch jobs, gets in an ecosystem? Yeah. Um, so that's a really good question. So a lot of my experience is with the, the Salesforce and VetForce community. Yeah. Um, and Salesforce has probably one of the best, if not the best veterans ecosystem through their vet force network. Yeah. Um, and they have trailheads, which is their online training website, if you will, mm-hmm. um, where you can, you can study for different certifications, whether you want to do Salesforce admin, advanced admin developer, whatever. And they have this great system where they will incentivize you by having like little badges. So you can be like a Salesforce, like trailhead ranger, MVP, yeah. all these other kind of ways to incentivize you. Um, and they have conferences throughout mm-hmm. the year. So there's um, Texas, they have like Texas dreaming, which is like the Salesforce conference in Texas. They have Dreamforce, which is the really massive Uh, Salesforce conference that occurs in San Francisco every year. Um, There's Salesforce Saturday, which, and and to go back to your question, how do you put yourself in the ecosystem? So there's Salesforce Saturdays, which occur all across the country. Every Saturday, there's like a different, they'll be hosted at a different coffee shop. Um, And it was actually kicked off by one of our board members at Maravis, Stephanie Herrera, who's a Salesforce MVP trailblazer. Um, She's amazing. And so every Saturday all across the country, they'll just meet at a coffee shop and they'll all meet together and they'll go over and help each other with certifications. Or if you have a problem that you're trying to solve at work or whatever, it's just a good community um, where you can learn a lot about Salesforce and, and make friends with other, other, not only just veterans, but non-veterans as well, who are just trying to um, find that first or second or third uh, Salesforce consulting position. So so to put yourself in the ecosystem, you got to find already groups that are already in your local city or in your state and, and 
put yourself out there, go into those coffee shops, have those discussions. There's also, you know, meetup, the app meetup, you'll find a lot of different, um, you know, veterans networking groups that are, that they have on uh, meetup. Um, there's SAP groups, Oracle, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Microsoft Azure, Power BI. There's all, all types of whatever ERP you're trying to, to get into, uh, mm-hmm. enter, enterprise software platform. Um, there is a group that you can go and meet um, and get help with. Um, so it's really just trying to identify those opportunities and put yourself out there. Yeah. No, that's great. I like that you, I know you have expertise in all this, uh, like all this, all the sales training and like CRM software, all these different programs that you work with every day. But, you know, it's interesting because all these big companies, you know, want the best applicants. So it's like, if you're hustling, they have programs to bring you into their, their hiring funnel, but Mm. you know, they're not, they're not going to send them to your inbox. It's like, if you, you can go out there and find them. Mm. No, that's awesome. Um, so we'll, we'll go back to, you know, specifically with the military guys, what's the biggest, you know, adjustment for veterans coming out of the military? Yeah, I would say, um, the cultural aspect of when you transition mm-hmm. from a, you know, active duty military environment to a, let's say you're going into corporate IT, right. Um, and you're going to be working with civilians every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, the way that, and I struggle with this too. Like when I started with cap Gemini, um, and the majority of my peers were a lot of them at that time, because I didn't have any experience in it consulting. They put me in with the, uh, campus hires. So the the guys right out of college. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it was, they would say, Nolan, like you're so intense. Your communication and presence presentation style is so intense. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, to, and to me, it wasn't intense at all. Like I was yeah. like, well, you know, you should have seen my own platoon sergeant. Like he, he was intense. Like, yeah. um, but they're yeah. like, oh, you're so intense. So I think one of the challenges that a lot of veterans face is that they have to tailor their communication style um, to whatever company and industry that they're trying to target um, the, the culture of the team that thrown within that company. So in consulting um, you get put onto different projects with different clients mm-hmm. Um, now the culture at each client is different. So you could have one client or you could put on one project that's in, um, let's say you're doing an unemployment insurance modernization, right? It's like a state and local government project for six months Mm -hmm. that will have a different culture. And then you get put on a, um, defense contractor client, right? And then you get put on to, um, a beverage manufacturing client, right? You're doing IT for all of them, but they all have the different industries and they'll have different uh, cultures, if you will. Yeah. So you have to learn how to, how to alter your communication style depending on what environment that you're in. Um, also, another challenge a lot of veterans face is that things, the organizational structure at that company and on the team that you're on um, might not be very just distinct and very structured, you might have a whole lot of, of freedom and you might not even see your project manager as much. Um, you might not see your team lead as much. Your team lead could be in a whole nother country and you all could be working remotely. I know that's Um, yeah. yeah, So for the first, so my first project at Cap Gemini, I was going into the office. I live in Austin, going Mm -hmm. into the office, like five minutes away in Austin every day. Yeah. And then my second project I was on, uh, I'm still on, I was trapped flying out to Columbia, South Carolina every week, Monday through Thursday, oh, man. right? Yeah. Um, which is cool because you get a lot of frequent flyer miles and hotel points and all that, but you're traveling yeah. every week. All the time. Um, and then since August, I've been remote 
working from home um, on the same project, mm-hmm. right? Which gives you a, a lot of freedom. You can, you know, work out more often or do what you want, go to networking events um, as long as you get your work done. Yeah. But a lot of veterans struggle with you're used to being on post all day, 0630 PT, you don't leave until 1700, a lot of FaceTime um, with your with your colleagues. And then now let's say you're in IT consulting or strategy consulting and you're working remotely and you're working from home for hours and hours out of the day, you might not even see anybody unless you know, yeah. you're know you married with kids or whatever. Um, so dealing with those different working environments can be a struggle. And some people, they'll rise to the occasion and they're working remotely and they can overperform. Um, some people, they, they need to go into the office every single day. Um, so to summarize my points, I would say communication style is an area where a lot of veterans struggle. Mm. Um, it's important to tailor your communication style for your new environment, your new industry, and your new project team. Uh, second, dealing with the organizational structures of your the team that you're on at your company and being uh, willing to be adaptive. Um, if it's not as structured to you as like, as you would like. And third, if you got to work remotely or you got to travel every week, um, being able to adapt to that new environment as well. And in order to, to help veterans who are going through those three different areas where they're struggling, it is really important. And I'll say this again, that you have a very strong veterans employee resource group at your company that is comprised of a majority of veterans, both at the entry level and all the way up to like, let's say the VP level, like we have at Cap Gemini, um, mm-hmm. who have been through the process and who can mentor and help each other. Yeah. Who've, who've been, have the exact same path mm-hmm. and all the same adjustments to their lifestyle they've had to make. No, that's really good. And man, that point you hit on about working at home is mm-hmm. that's huge because so many industries and so many different jobs people have where they, you know, they want to work at home or they want to work for themselves. And mm-hmm. it's such a big adjustment being on your own time, you know, doing yeah, your right. own, your own billable hours to yourself. Uh, yeah. It's like, how, how do people make that adjustment if they're not used to it? What do you have any strategies or anything you've found helps other people that are making that transition to managing their own time? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would, I would really just say reach out to a, somebody at that company that you just joined Mm -hmm. if they're a veteran great Mm -hmm. um but somebody who can who has been through it and who can mentor you Mm -hmm. and can share what uh has worked for them i know for me my at cap gemini the the first project that i had was you know going into the office every day eight to eight to five so it was already structured Mm -hmm. and i literally sat next to my project manager Um, (laughs) awesome um, so i I didn't i didn't have any like freedom to yeah Thing like that so it was already pretty structured so I figured it out um, as I went yeah um, and if and if you're a veteran who is transitioning into a similar environment and that's mm-hmm. how you thrive great um, if you don't and you want more of the freedom you can do that as well I know uh, many veterans that are you know doing freelance software development and they work for this and that company and they set their own time and and they figured it out that way um, but it's really just if, if you can find somebody who's at that company, who's already done it and if they're a veteran and they can mentor you great. Um, but you, you can also just like create your own schedule, you know? So if you just like when you're on active duty, so like, okay, this time is PT this time, if you're working remotely, I need to execute these calls and reach out to this person and have your own action item list, yada, yada. Um, and you just can go like, it, it's a very, it, a lot of it also depends on the person. Right. So I know it, we're like working in this space um, 
I'll, and I catch myself doing this as well. I'll say, well, veterans do this and veterans do that, but like not every veteran's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different people operate differently and operate best in different environments. So, mm-hmm. um, I hate to always say like veterans, they, they might operate better this way, better this way. Cause not every veteran's the same and not every veteran wants to work as a software developer at Google, right? I want to work on oil rigs, right? So everybody's different. So I want to make sure that I don't just generalize Mm -hmm. an entire group of people because that group of people is comprised of so many different diversity groups within Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can really only speak to what I've, what I've seen and what I've experienced and what the veterans in my own networks have experienced as well. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's, I think it's enough just having it, you know, just like you said, getting started on your job transition two years out, you know, getting started thinking about how you're going to manage your time way ahead of it. If you're going to be, you know, you want to do a job, you know, you can take small steps to start getting used to that, you know, planning your own activities and seeing if you can stick to the timeline. Um, Mm -hmm. No, I think, I think that's definitely enough. So for consulting, um, you know, you've been in it a while now. What, what would you, if you were given like a sales pitch on consulting, what do you like about the industry? What do you think some people, you know, might enjoy that are used to working on teams? What's good about consulting? Yeah. So with consulting, um, you get a lot of, you get it to experience a lot of different industries, mm-hmm. um, based on what project that you're, that you're on. So my mm-hmm. first project, uh, was a next generation nine one one implementation yeah I saw for, that the, on your for the state of of texas mm-hmm. right um so on that project i got to interface um with the state of texas which is a governmental entity right and they had their own kind of culture and operating procedure our test lab was being developed at texas a&m um and so i got to interface with like with academia and a bunch of undergraduate and graduate uh, our, um, research students who were helping us build out the test lab. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got to interface a lot with our vendors who are, who are corporate mm-hmm. entities, right? Um, and they have their own operating procedures. Um, so in consulting, you get to interface with a lot of different industries, a lot of different uh, cultures as well. Um, and that was my first project. Second project um, currently is unemployment insurance modernization for the states of North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Oh, wow. um, also state and, local, yeah, state and local government, there's about like 200 people on this project. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have employees who are, you know, who are from all over the world. So you also get to work with people from different cultures. English might not be their first language. Um, so you working with them ultimately makes you a, a more um, culturally informed consultant. So that's another mm-hmm. benefit of consulting. Um, and then of course, if you're somebody who likes to travel, right. And, you, and you've always wanted to, to kind of be on the move and, um, consulting can give that to you. You can be on a project like, uh, the first part of my second project where I was flying out every week, Monday yeah. through Thursday to Atlanta or to South Carolina. Um, and you could also be on an international project, right? So I've had some colleagues who almost as soon as they start with Cap Gemini, they're on a project in, in, in Japan, yeah. right? So they do two weeks in Japan um, with the client, one week back in the US, and then two more weeks in Japan, one week back. I have another colleague who is on a project in Germany. He, he would do uh, three weeks in Germany, one week back, three weeks, one week wow. back. Um, some, some, and as you get gain more seniority, mm-hmm. um, you could maybe do one week there, one week back, one week there, one week back. Um, so it all, it all depends. So if you're looking into, to getting into consulting, 
whether that's like management consulting or IT consulting, um, I'd encourage you to be somebody who wants to experience a lot of different industries um, and somebody who's flexible, who likes to travel. Um, if you don't like to travel, then as you gain more seniority, you can request to get put on a project where mm -hmm. you're not traveling or you're working remotely or you're going into the office every single day. Um, so that, so usually like they'll work with you, but during the first couple of years, like you have to earn your stripes. So you yeah. might have to be a road warrior traveling like 90% of the time. Um, and as I said, that has a lot of benefits cause you're, you're racking up frequent flyer miles, you're racking up hotel points, um, all types of, and those things you get to keep. Yeah. Right? So, um, going a little sidetracked, but like I, I got so many miles during that first year That's awesome. yeah. um, that I took my family on a vacation to nice. Peru, to mm -hmm. Machu Picchu, uh, just got off another vacation for my brother's wedding mm -hmm. um, in Paris. Then we went to Egypt as well in Rome. Oh, and wow. That's a lot. Um, and I use all miles and points mm -hmm. for this stuff. So that's mm -hmm. another major benefit of consulting that I've really um, enjoyed because it's cool when you're in a position in your career, right? where like you can take your mom to Peru for her birthday. Yeah. All yeah. using points and miles, not even coming out of pocket. Yeah. So that's, so that's like a, a side benefit um, of consulting as well. But like consulting is so big and really yeah, I can't yeah. to, to IT consulting. Like I, I don't know what it's like being a management or strategy consultant or environmental mm -hmm. consultant, but with IT consulting also you have, like there's so many areas of, of IT and tech that are expanding. Like yeah. AI is so big and machine learning and crypto um, and business intelligence is really big now at Capgemini and cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can keep, you can keep getting experience in your domain area. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you could be like a cybersecurity consultant, but you're, you could be on a project, let's say with the beverage manufacturer for one year and then maybe six months you're doing like a state and local government uh, contract as well. So you can be getting all this amazing experience while, um, gaining cybersecurity experience at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's another major. And major in this case, thing. you'd be, you'd be bouncing around in all these different companies and industries, helping them, yeah. you know, implement yes. cybersecurity, implement solutions. cybersecurity or SAP, uh, implementation, mm -hmm. um, or you're doing like business intelligence kind of stuff with Microsoft Azure. Um, there's just so many, different areas. And for me, why I chose IT consulting and not management consulting um, or strategy consulting is that I wanted to gain technical experience while also gaining experience of, you know, working face to face with the client at the same time mm -hmm. um, while also helping out with some of the sales side, which I've been able to do um, in, with RFPs um, as well. So in IT consulting, I found it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Cause if you're somebody who wants to be external dealing with a client face to face, more like project management kind of stuff, um, requirements gathering that those kinds of things, you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, or if you just want to dive really, really deep into some sort of, you know, technical arena, you can do that as well. Nice. Yeah. It sounds like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty flexible, the opportunities from that. And is that, is that one of the reasons you got into consulting? What was it for you that sold you on consulting? Mm, I did a bunch of research, um, on, and while I was transitioning, I called, um, a couple of different old grads at different companies, mm -hmm. um, and just hopped on those 30 minute calls and asked them about, you know, what it was like working at this company and that company, um, what they liked about it what were some of the biggest challenges? And, um, and I also had a conversation with my brother who was an yeah. IT consultant. Yeah. And, um, and he, 
basically said the same thing. He's like, with IT consulting, you get the technical experience, then you also get um, the face-to-face face-to-face client experience as well. And I think at that time, um, he had mentioned that like management and strategy consulting were fields that were kind of shrinking, yeah. and a lot of those top uh, management consulting firms were trying to build out like analytics consulting practices and, mm-hmm. and um, like kind of like IT consulting pr- capabilities within yeah. their company. Yeah. So for example, like uh, BCG Gamma, right. Or mm-hmm. uh, McKinsey analytics, right. Yeah. They all have like these additional um, kind of technical consulting arms. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, okay, well, why don't I just go straight into IT consulting? Yes, I did horrible in, in IT 105 and 305 at the academy, which are IT classes. Yeah. Um, I was a systems engineering major. I was not a, a computer science guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and systems is like a very like soft engineering kind of field. It's mm-hmm. not extremely technical. Yeah. So I, I didn't have the IT background. I didn't have the computer science background at all. Um, but thankfully at Cap Gemini, they, they trained me up in the first seven weeks, um, in our onboarding program, sent me to India for some training, Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, it was cool to head out to India during the first seven weeks with the company. Yeah. Um, So I wanted a company that would train me as well. And they, and they did that. Nice. That's awesome. That's sounds like you've had a pretty good, pretty good run there so far. Um, so I just have two more questions. Uh, the first one would be, um, you know, for anyone that's transitioning, like what would be your takeaway? Number one, top advice, anyone that's thinking about switching careers or is. Um, so transitioning from the military to the civilian sector. Um, no, for anyone like more broad, just anyone that's, that's switching careers. Um, I mean, I I would say like you have to, so if if you're switching careers, you have to be ready to start from the bottom. Right. So, and you have to be humble enough to start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I can, I know, I know you, the question you wanted to be general, mm-hmm. but based on my experience, right. I want to focus on veterans who are transitioning if, if that's okay. Yeah. Let's do veterans um, then. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you, whatever you can speak, you know, most give the best information yeah. on definitely. Cause, cause do I don't want to be, I don't want to be too general and too fluffy. Right. And I, yeah. I'm not trying to talk about something I don't have much experience in. Definitely. Um, let's do veterans. So, with veterans transitioning from active duty to whatever kind of private sector industry you want to get into, mm-hmm. um, be ready to start from the bottom. Um, be ready to, uh, you, you, you got to hustle, right? You, you have to, you have to be the one in charge of your own transition and in charge mm-hmm. of your own career. If you are very passive and you're just willing to accept whatever job that comes to you, right. That's going to be on par with what you were making in your, in your pay grade. Yeah. Uh, then fine. Um, you can do that, but you, you you're not going to be happy in the long term, and yep. you're going to feel unfulfilled and you're going to feel, and especially at a time like this where we have such high rates of, of veteran mental health issues and, and veteran suicide as well. Mm-hmm. It's really important that you, you put a lot of work in to find that industry, find that company that has already that strong veteran uh, community employee resource group or culture where there's other veterans who will help mentor you mm-hmm. um, so that you can find a rewarding career and not just a job. Um, and you, and you have to read, you got to go on LinkedIn and you got to sign up for whatever veterati, you know, men, veteran mentoring, um, organizations. Um, and you got to identify people who have already done it so that you can just absorb all of the knowledge that they're willing to give you and leverage that in your own, 
transition, don't be passive about it because you, you will regret it. Um, and then once you make it to that first company, right, you got to reach back and you got to help somebody else, help another veteran. Or if you're not a veteran, whatever, maybe you have some other affinity or diversity group that you're passionate about and help somebody from that group get into that industry and get into that company and, and mentor Mm-hmm. And and keep the cycle going. You can't just be like, oh, I made it into this company and I'm so happy about it. And then you're just focused on yourself and yeah. your own career. Yeah. Like when people call you up and they're like, hey, can I you know, hop on a 30 minute call with you? And, and what's it like? Remember that you were in that same position at one point. So yeah. you have to continue it and keep it going um and 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 just and care enough to to continue making an impact going forward. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome advice, man. Um, man, the last one, the last one, Nolan, is just, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have or that you'd like to, you know, leave people with? Um, yeah, I, w- I would say, let's see. Yeah, you really, um, speaking to, I mean, I'm going to go back to, to veterans and, and when they're transitioning, um, and I want to speak, and I and I've mentioned this before, but and I'm and I'm gonna say it again, you have to be in charge of your career and of your transition. Don't put it in the hands of ACAP, which is now TAP, the Transition Assistance Program. Mm. You have to go out and hustle. I I bet you whatever base you're at, whether you're you know Fort Bragg, Fort Bliss, Fort Hood, whatever, there are meetup groups in that city or nearby within a hundred mile radius that are going to be having a meetup tonight. If you want to get into cybersecurity, I'm sure there's a meetup that's going on sometime this week in your local, in the city that surrounds your base where you could go and meet somebody who works in that field. Maybe they're a veteran, maybe they're not, but I bet you if you express um, that you're interested in getting into that field, they'll probably be really happy to have a conversation with you. And the more that you do that, the more that you go to different networking events and connect with people who are in that industry or work at that company, the more that the more, the higher your chances are that you are going to have a successful transition and find that rewarding career. Um, So just hustle, 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 and make sure that you are putting yourself out there. Um, And once you make it to that first company, reach back and help somebody else. So those are, those are the biggest things that I would like the the people to, to be left with. Nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Um, that was some awesome advice. I know you're an expert in this, so it's great to have someone that's, that's that really expert, specific <laughs> knowledge on these transitions. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cut it. We can, we can chat after, but thank you again for the time. Thank you.